What's happening, y'all? Welcome inside the Fantasy Stock Exchange. Bush coming at you solo today to break down the Week 11 trade targets, but this time I'm doing a little bit of a twist. So since many of you guys indicated in the poll that I put out the other day that your trade deadline is this week, about half of you guys said that your trade deadline is this week, we're going to be doing a two-part trade targets video this week. Today I'm going to be breaking down five running backs that will help you win your championship down the stretch and five running backs that you should be selling high to get to those five running backs. So tomorrow I will be breaking down a wide receiver version of this video. The basis of this video is that we're going to be looking at strength of schedule for the fantasy football playoffs for the remaining fantasy weeks. And at the end, I'll show you a real example of a trade that I made in my home league and my thought process behind said trade that I made in my home league. So if you guys enjoy this video at any point, leave a like down below, comment any of your thoughts down below as well. Subscribe to the channel if you are new around here. Let's get right into it. Okay, so as you guys know, I've been breaking down these matchup charts. Me and Danny both have been breaking down these matchup charts all season for the wide receiver and for the running back position. But now we finally have some tangible and projectable data for the rest of the year. Because we have 10 weeks of games being played already, we have a legitimate sample size saying these defenses are bad, these defenses are good against this position, etc. So I thought about taking this video a number of different directions, but this is how I'm going to do it. And if you want to just skip ahead to the players that were buying low, five players that were selling high, go ahead and do that in the timestamps along the, uh, the scroll bar. But definitely, I encourage you to listen to this part of the video as well. This is the metric that my model uses. Basically, it's a combination of three factors from three different sources. So it should give you a you know, holistic view of a position group. So the first factor is rank and adjusted fantasy points allowed to the running back position. This is a metric by draftsharks.com where I used to write articles for last year. Basically this accounts for strength of schedule included. So if a running defense basically allows a huge game to Jonathan Taylor, that should be weighted less because it's Jonathan Taylor than a run defense that allows a huge game to Daryl Henderson, for example. So that's kind of the first metric that I use and that is 50% of the weighted average. 25% of the weighted average is rush defense DVOA, which is a metric by football outsiders. And then the other 25% is the run defense grade according to PFF. So all those factors encompass what the run weighted average is in my model. And that's what it comprises each individual week. And this is the full scope of the rest of the season. You guys should be able to see all 17 weeks for the rest of you know week 11 to week 17. Those weeks that are in the fantasy playoffs are highlighted in green. You guys can see week 15, 16, and 17 highlighted in green. And then in blue for the regular season, this is typically most people's fantasy playoffs weeks. Uh, here's the table just isolated by playoff schedule. If you guys were curious as well, these are just the week 15 to 17 matchups and they are sorted by playoff schedule. So if that was too confusing, if you guys weren't able to follow that, I created a tier list based specifically on strength of schedule. So in this tier list, I basically put guys with you know a cupcake schedule, an easy schedule, a schedule that's more neutral about middle of the road, more difficult schedules, and then ter uh, basically terrible schedules, schedules that are going to be very difficult for people to overcome. And I created this tier list. This is not me ranking the players rest of the season. It is just based on their strength of schedule. You guys can see some of the easy playoff schedules there. Derrick Henry, Daryl Henderson, David Montgomery, Alvin Kamara, Rashad White, Leonard Fournette, uh, Najee Harris, the Lions running backs, et cetera there. And then some of the more difficult schedules are you know Austin Eckler, Aaron Jones, 
Jones, A.J. Dillon, Josh Jacobs, and Saquon Barkley. So basically, this should give you a better visual of what guys have easy schedules and what guys have more difficult schedules. So that was kind of the explanation side of things. Now let's get into five running backs that we are buying rest of the season with their strength of schedule in mind. It's not the whole reason that we're buying these players. There's other factors that I'm going to talk about as well. Because, for example, Daryl Henderson has the second easiest schedule rest of the season, but he stinks and the Rams stink. So I'm not necessarily buying Daryl Henderson just because his schedule is good. We're also buying these players for other reasons, and we're selling the hard players for other reasons as well. So we want to take into account you know, their workload, their efficiency, trends that we've seen in recent weeks, all that good stuff. So I'm going to go in descending order from five to one. The first player that we're going to talk about, more of a soft buy, is Alvin Kamara. And his schedule is very interesting to me because – it's not good at all for the next few weeks. You've got the, the Los Angeles Rams, the San Francisco 49ers, Tampa Bay Buccaneers the next three games, three of probably the most difficult run defenses in the NFL. And then he has a week 14 bye. But for those of you guys that are 10-0, and 0, you're 9-1, and 1, you're 8-2, and 2, I think Alvin Kamara is a great buy because in the fantasy playoffs, he has Atlanta, he has Cleveland, and he has Philadelphia, who is exploitable to the run. So even though he's got difficult matchups for the next three games plus a bye week, I think Alvin Kamara, you're really stashing him for the playoffs with this buy. The other factor to consider, though, is that Alvin Kamara is 27 years old. He's got a lot of touches under his belt. It's a long, grueling season, so the running back position is generally a young man's game, and usually we see young running backs outweigh you know, veteran running backs down the stretch, rookie running backs especially. So with Alvin Kamara, he's only a soft buy for me with that risk in mind, but he does have a very, very favorable playoff schedule, so he was worth mentioning nonetheless. Number four, we have Rashad White, and I guess you also could group in Leonard Fournette as well because they're both on the same team and they have the same schedule, but if we're talking late-season league winners, rookie running backs have notoriously been good investments to make. You guys can see, as I kind of just talked about with Kamara, rookie running backs tend to scale production as the season goes along, whereas veteran running backs usually stay about stagnant and sometimes even fall off as the season goes along because they wear down. And we've seen that in recent years. Leonard Fournette, for example, wore down as the season went along last year. Dalvin Cook, same thing. Tampa Bay Buccaneers just had the most productive rushing game of the season. And to be honest, it's not a coincidence that Rashad White was the catalyst for that rushing day. There was whispers of Rashad White taking over this prior to the week. Then he started the game. He rushed for 100 yards. And former head coach Bruce Arians, who's obviously still very connected with the team and with the coaching staff, he comped him to Edrin James. He thinks he's, you know, it's only a matter of time before he takes over this full workload. We've heard whispers like this throughout the entire duration. We have the bye week coming up. We know the post-bye rookie bump is a legitimate thing for running backs. If anybody has the tiniest shred of doubt in their minds that Leonard Fournette's going to hold on to this workload and it's not going to be Rashad White who leads this backfield down the stretch, take advantage. He's going to win people leagues with the schedule that he has. You guys can see after the bye this week, he has an easy matchup against Cleveland. He then has the New England Patriots. San Francisco 49ers, a tough matchup, but then he has the Bengals, Cardinals, and Carolina Panthers during the fantasy football playoffs. A lot of things aligning for Rashad White to be great down the stretch. Another guy that has a lot of things aligning to be great down the stretch is David Montgomery because it seems like for the third straight year, we're about to get David Montgomery winning people leagues because last year he was the RB3 in fantasy playoffs and the year before he was the RB2 in the fantasy playoffs only behind the six touchdown performance of Alvin Kamara. So what we have with David Montgomery is a guy that is everything is breaking right for it. Did I mention that Khalil Herbert was also put on IR? Because that's a big time factor in this. Khalil Herbert has been eating into David Montgomery's workload all year. He's just as talented, if not maybe even a little bit more talented than David Montgomery. So the fact that he's going to be on the mend means we're going to get workhorse usage out of David Montgomery 
And we have Justin Fields playing at a high level right now. He's playing like a top five to 10 quarterback in the league. It's setting up so perfectly for Montgomery to resume his workhorse role from previous years. He gets Atlanta, he gets Green Bay, Philadelphia and Buffalo, who are good defenses, but they are exploitable via the run. And the Detroit Lions in the final week during the fantasy playoffs. Some of these defenses are tougher, like I said, but they can be exploited on the ground. So another guy that I think is an awesome, awesome trade target is Derrick Henry, who is my number two trade target right now. Derrick Henry, we, I don't really have to say anything about Derrick Henry's workload. We know he's a workhorse running back. We know the Titans are starting to get healthier at wide receiver, too, with Traylon Burks coming back, which will help the offense overall. Derrick Henry is the engine in this offense. He has one of the easiest schedules I've ever seen, the easiest according to my matchup chart. Only the Dallas Cowboys, who he does have in the fantasy championship, are a difficult matchup for him. The rest of these matchups, Green Bay, uh, Cincinnati, Philadelphia, Jacksonville, Los Angeles Chargers, Houston Texans. These matchups are absolutely cupcakes for Derrick Henry. He is easily, easily, if you're going to buy an elite running back right now to push for the fantasy championship, the best guy to go after. And finally, my number one trade target for the running back position based on rest of season schedule and a number of other factors for this guy is DeAndre Swift. And I actually personally made a trade to go out and acquire DeAndre Swift, which I will document at the end of the video. But this one is going to take some onions to go out and trade for because DeAndre Swift has not been great this year. But here's why I have hope. Despite his bad usage, which you guys can see on the screen, 54%, 16%, and 31% of the snaps in the last three games, he was off the injury report for the first time since week one last week. And I know it didn't materialize into a huge fantasy performance, but we could be seeing the ramp up that we wanted to see out of DeAndre Swift, where he starts to get more and more involved, more and more touches, gets his old workload back. He starts running routes, getting targets and all that good stuff that we love about DeAndre Swift. He has a 22% targets per route run on the season. Number two, we have Swift, who is an elite talent, which is usually a smart bet to make. And if you made that bet two weeks ago on Jonathan Taylor, when I told you to buy low on him, then you'd be reaping the rewards right now as well. And he, like I said, he gets elite pass catching work when he's on the field. He has fresh legs because he hasn't been running um, a lot of snaps this year because he's been dealing with the ankle and shoulder injuries. Number three, as you can see, he has a very favorable schedule, especially during the money weeks of the fantasy championship. He has Carolina and Chicago in week 16 and week 17, which are both top 10 matchups for the fantasy running back position, according to my model. And number four, this offense should improve. They just activated DJ Chark off of IR. Jamison Williams should be probably back at some point, at least for the fantasy playoffs at the very latest. Fantasy football is a game of range of outcomes, right? We don't know what's going to happen. If everything aligns correctly for DeAndre Swift, where he can win his workload back now healthy, this is a swing that I'm taking right now because it's something that a lot of people will not be willing to take. It's an uncertainty avoidance factor. We as human beings don't like uncertainty. We try and steer away from it. And your small nutted league mates will not have the cojones to make this trade go through. If I am going down in fantasy football, and especially if you guys are like fourth through eighth place in your league, you're not the best team in your league, but you're like on the cusp of the playoffs. I'm going down swinging, which is where I'm at in my home league. And I made a trade for DeAndre Swift that I'll document at the end of the video. DeAndre Swift is the type of guy that if he hits, if he's healthy, can average 25, 30 points per game during the fantasy playoffs. And if he misses, maybe you weren't going to win the league anyway, like the position that I'm in in my home league. So let's get into the five guys that we're selling. And then I'll talk about my trade at the end. Number five, we have Joe Mixon. Now, Joe Mixon is kind of like the sell version of Alvin Kamara. Mixon is a fine hold, so he's more so a soft sell for me. He recently had a five-touchdown game, though, which is still fresh in people's minds. He has that sheen on him of that big performance. His schedule needs more added context as well. As you guys can see, he plays Pittsburgh, Tennessee, Kansas City, 
Cleveland, Tampa Bay, New England, and Buffalo the rest of the season. Now, Pittsburgh has TJ Watt back, so their defense got a lot better. Tennessee is a lead against the run. Kansas City and Cleveland are definitely exploitable on the ground, so that's fine, weeks 13 and 14. But Tampa Bay has Akeem Hicks back on their defensive line, and as a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, I can tell you that made a huge difference, him coming back, because in the three games that he's played this year, um, we haven't seen any running back go for more than 70 yards, and their, their team rushing has been under 70 yards in general. And we saw them shut down Kenneth Walker this past week. The Patriots are tough against the run as well. The Bills are just a good defense in general. So even though they're easier against the run, Mixon hasn't been efficient overall. So I don't expect him to be very good from that perspective. Uh, pretty much, he's just going to go as the touchdowns go. If the Bengals are scoring points, if the Bengals are moving the ball on offense, it's going to give Mixon touchdown opportunities. So he's definitely a fine hold from that perspective. But if I can swap him for Derrick Henry using a small piece to tear up, or if I can swap him one for one for Alvin Kamara, or maybe I can get DeAndre Swift or David Montgomery plus a piece on top of it, I'm definitely willing to do that. Number four, we have Deontay Foreman. And I think it's kind of a perfect storm of bad events for why Deontay Foreman is probably not going to be great the rest of the season and why I'm selling high on him. For starters, Chuba Hubbard played his first game back from the injury on Thursday night. It was a short week, so I didn't expect him to be worked into the fold as much as he was going to be going forward. And I think Chuba Hubbard will be a bigger part of this offense. So that's number one. He's probably not going to get quite the same level of workload as we've seen in recent weeks. Number two, PJ Walker was playing at a high level, to be honest, relative to the quarterback play that we've seen in Carolina thus far this season. He's out for the next few games with a high ankle sprain in Baker Mayfield or Sam Darnold, whoever ends up playing is just not good. And they're probably going to suffer on offense as a result. Number three, this schedule they've played the past couple of weeks, the Falcons twice, the Buccaneers, when they were decimated with a bunch of injuries, Winfield was out for that game. A bunch of guys were out for that game were, you know, easier matchups and they don't have easy matchups down the stretch. Plus we also have Deontay Foreman still having his bye week in week 13. So overall, I'm just not a huge fan of holding Deontay Foreman the rest of the, the season. He plays the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the fantasy championship outside of really Detroit in week 16, which is obviously going to be a good spot for him. He doesn't have a ton of great matchups there. So use Deontay Foreman to go after a guy like David Montgomery. Use Deontay Foreman to go after a guy like Rashad White, who I talked about in the previous section and even be willing to add in a small piece to get that done. So the third guy that we're going to talk about as a sell high is Josh Jacobs. And the simple reason is that the Raiders are a complete tire fire right now and their schedule is brutal. They play the Rams, Patriots, Steelers, 49ers in weeks 14 through 17. So he's got probably the single worst playoff matchup schedule that there is plus Denver this coming week. So Josh Jacobs, not a guy that I think is going to be somebody that you're very high on rest of the season. If you can sell Josh Jacobs for Alvin Kamara, if you're ahead in your league right now and you can afford to wait till the fantasy playoffs, sell him for DeAndre Swift plus sell him for, you know, uh, David Montgomery plus see if what it would cost you to get up from Josh Jacobs to Derrick Henry, because he is coming off of a pretty solid week as well. Number two on this list is Austin Eckler. And it, it works the same for Austin Eckler. He's always going to be awesome in the passing game because of how much work he actually gets. But once these wide receivers get back to the team, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, who are expected to practice this week, he'll probably lose some of that work in the passing game. He has 46 targets in the last four games because Mike Williams and Keenan Allen have been out of the lineup. And I'm not saying sell Austin Eckler just because his, his schedule is bad, because he's not really the type of archetype that that affects very much. But what I am saying is if you can transition Austin Eckler to a similar tiered running back, then I would be looking to do something like that. If you can swap him one for one for Christian McCaffrey, because Christian McCaffrey just had Elijah Mitchell eat into his workload, and there's some uncertainty there. If you can swap him for Saquon Barkley, if you can swap him for Derrick Henry especially, then go ahead and do that. And my number one sell high running back of this section here is Aaron Jones. And I've basically been fading him this entire year, and it's going to all culminate in his playoff schedule. He has Tennessee, the Rams, Miami, Minnesota. All these teams are 
pass funnel defenses, not very good uh, or not very good matchups for fantasy running backs. The Eagles, who are just a good defense in general, plus he still hasn't had his bye week yet. So Aaron Jones, I think this is the perfect opportunity to sell high on him right now. He just had a big performance, just had a lot of carries, a lot of work. And Aaron Jones is still working through an ankle issue. He's still a 27-year-old running back. He still has a lot of touches under his belt. And you can fashion trades right now like Aaron Jones for Alvin Kamara one for one, like Aaron Jones plus a wide receiver three to get up to Derrick Henry or Christian McCaffrey, like Aaron Jones for DeAndre Swift and a wide receiver three probably on top of DeAndre Swift, or Aaron Jones for David Montgomery plus maybe even like a Garrett Wilson type uh, wide receiver. You can do a lot of things using Aaron Jones because he's had a number of great weeks. So I teased it at the beginning of the video. This is the trade that I made as a basically a Hail Mary attempt to try and make a league winning trade in my home league. So the context, I'm four and six. I just lost a tough matchup. I've had a lot of injuries this year, Brees Hall and a number of other guys. So I'm in seventh place right now. There's a couple very good teams in this league. There's a team that's 10 and 0 right now, a team that's 8 and 2. There's a lot of good teams in this league, and I need to take a big swing in order to win this thing. I don't think I'm going to win it with my current roster, at least before this trade. So that's why I went after DeAndre Swift, because like I said, he and Debo Samuel, who was also in this trade, and Garrett Wilson, these guys represent the type of swing that I'm looking to make when I'm in a position where I need to make a push in order to win a league. Christian Kirk, Chris Godwin, and Alvin Kamara have been good pieces for me. They've produced for fantasy, but this trade was a Hail Mary attempt to try and go on a late season run. And all three of the guys that I trade for, I would consider buy low candidates while Christian Kirk and Chris Godwin just had big weeks, scored touchdowns and all that good stuff. And the other tough thing about these guys that I traded away and had I kept them would have made it tough to me to make the playoffs to begin with is that Christian Kirk and Chris Godwin are on bye this week while the guys that I traded for uh, have all had their bye weeks. Debo Samuel, DeAndre Swift, and Garrett Wilson have all had their bye weeks, and Alvin Kamara has a bye week in week 14. So that helps me from that perspective as well. Could this trade blow up in my face? Absolutely, but it also could very much work out if Swift is the type of dude I think he can be down the stretch, if Debo Samuel kind of regresses positively a little bit, gets more efficient, and Garrett Wilson continues to ascend down the stretch of the season. So let me know what you think of my trade down in the comments. While you're down there, I encourage you to leave a like, subscribe to the channel if you are new around here, and uh, also make sure to check out our Patreon if you guys are interested in that. If you want access to these strength of schedule charts, I will post them both on Patreon. So if you want access to those, make sure to subscribe over there. But with that being said, peace out, and we'll talk to you soon. Why, why you need the money?